1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P, P, Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial, presents The Adventures of Superman. and editor Perry White are shocked to learn that Jim Olsen, caught up in a seemingly inescapable web of circumstantial evidence, appears hopelessly doomed to serve a term as a felon. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, uh, do you belong to the 49ers? I mean, uh, are you in on the fun of collecting the 49 different top-notch prizes from packages of Kellogg's Pet? Well, if not, hop to it, gang. You'll find a prize in every package of Pep, the sunshine cereal. And there are three different kinds of prizes you may find there. For instance, you may find one of 18 different comic strip buttons, each picturing a favorite comic strip character. Or uh, you may find a colored cardboard model of a fighting plane, one of seven exciting plane models in the series. Or uh, you may get a beautiful full-color bird picture from a series of 24, each with a description to help you identify these birds in the air. Now, that makes 49 different prizes you can collect. And that's without counting Pep itself as the best prize of all. Think of the good eating fun in those crisp whole wheat flakes, all crammed with keen, catchy flavor. I mean, Pep's delicious. A prize dish if ever there was one. Yes, sir, a dish of Pep is so strictly terrific that in double-quick time, you've polished off every last bit in your bowl. So uh, speak to Mom about it today. Ask her to get you a supply of Kellogg's Pet, and make sure you look for the prize inside your package. And now, the adventures of Superman. After rescuing Batman, Robin, and Robin's grandfather at sea, and rounding up the men responsible for his friend's plight, Superman and his guise of reporter Clark Kent returned to the Daily Planet, where he received startling news. Burning up the telephone wire from Metropolis Police Headquarters, Editor Perry White told Kent... Jim Olson has been arrested. And it looks as if you'd go to jail for five years. Hurry down here. In response to the urgent summons, Kent hurry to police headquarters, where we find him now in Inspector Henderson's office with the blunt chinned inspector and Perry White. The gray haired editor is literally beside himself. Listen. How dare you even think Jim Olson is a crook of all the crazy ridiculous nonsense? Why have you had even one tiny ounce of brains in your thick skull inspector? Steve, now look here, White. You know Jim was innocent. You had even one iota of brain. Please, Chief, take you, it easy. You will well, well, do nothing of the kind. Oh, found, all the... found it, White, will you cut that out? I don't intend to take any more of this Inspector. from you. Inspector, you've popped off enough. you' popped too much. You're popped off, but you. Chief you, and Inspector, you. both of you. Cut it out, you, will you, you? Stay out of this. I camp. will not stay out of it. Apparently something very serious has happened, and all I hear is a lot of useless argument. Now quiet down, both of you, and tell me what this is all about. Well, wait till you hear what happened. You'll blow your top, too, when you know about this This, 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 this policeman. Uh, he, he says that Jim's a, a counterfeiter. Jim, a counterfeiter? Yes. Well, how do you like that? I didn't say he was a counterfeiter. You had him arrested, didn't you? Yes. But I didn't say he was a counterfeiter. He was arrested for passing counterfeit money. Passing counterfeit money? Yes. But, how do you like that, Kent? But what, how... Uh... Well, here's the story, Kent. During the past month, there's been a steady flow of counterfeit money in Metropolis, and... Uh... And the police think that Jim is responsible for it. <laughs> they think he's got a nice little printing press. Please, Chief, will you? Go on, Inspector. Well, we've been investigating. But until last week, we couldn't pick up a single leak. You see, the counterfeiters are extremely clever. Their phony money looks almost exactly like the real stuff. And so it passed along without being spotted until it got into the banks. I see, but... Where does Jim fit into this? Where did you hear? I'm coming to Jim. We'd warned the storekeepers to keep their eyes open. And last week, uh, Saturday it was, one of them called us. A grocer over on Willow and Elm Street. That's in Jim Olson's new no, neighborhood. Oh, so what? Just because it's in his neighborhood. Please don't interrupt, Chief. Go on, Inspector. This grocer had accepted a $5 bill in payment for some groceries. When he examined it, he found it was phony. And get this. It was given to him by Jim Olsen. I don't believe Olson gave it to him. The grocer was on the lookout, and he spotted it right away. He had his clerk verify it before he called us. Just the same. That doesn't prove... Wait, the Chief. Wait. Look, Inspector, let's, for the sake of argument, assume that Jim did pass the phony bill. Just because he happened to have one counterfeit bill doesn't mean anything. It must have been passed on him. Right. And I'd be inclined to say the same thing, if there'd been only one bill. You mean there were more? And how? When we got this call from the grocer, I assigned a man to trail Olsen... He caught him passing five other phony bills. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Four singles and another five. When we arrested him, he... Well, he still had another phony $5 bill in his wallet. But that's incredible. Well, what if he did? You said this stuff was a good imitation. Why do you refuse to believe that somebody passed them to Jim and changed for a bigger bill and he didn't notice it? Of course. That's what must have happened, Inspector. No, sir, that didn't happen. How do you know? Because Olson admitted he didn't change a big bill anywhere. He got hold of this phony dough someplace... And he's been passing it, knowing full well it was false. And I tell you, he did no such thing. Of course not, he couldn't. He wouldn't do a thing like that. You know he isn't dishonest. Well, I'll admit this came as a great surprise to me, Kent. I've always thought he was a fine lad. Well, he is. You bet he is. But I suppose he was tempted by the prospect of easy money. Oh. Yes, as many misguided youngsters are. Ah, stuff and nonsense. There isn't a dishonest bone in Jim's body. In my business, White, we judge only by the facts. Good Godfrey, this this whole thing is crazy. Uh, what are we going to do, Kent? Well... First thing is to see Jim. There's been a mistake somewhere. We've got to find out just what happened. Where is he? In the city jail. Well, he won't be there long, I'll tell you that. I've got my lawyer on the way, and we'll post a bond. Any size bond. It'll make you look like a monkey in court, Inspector. Now, you mark my word. Look, White. Off the record, I sincerely wish you were right. Believe me, I do. But I doubt it. Well, you'll see. All right, we've wasted enough time, Chief. Come on, let's go have a talk with Jim.
0: Hi, Mr. White. Hello, Mr. Kent. I guess you never expected to see me in the clink, did you? Well, frankly, no, Jim, but I'm sure it's all a mistake. Why, and... of
1: course it is. And don't worry, boy. My lawyer's on the way down here now, and he'll have you out of here in no time. Gee,
0: thanks, Mr. White. Oh, look, did Miss Lane take my mother home?
1: Yes. Now, don't worry about her. She's fine.
0: Poor Mom. She took it pretty hard. I don't know what'll happen to her when... When my trial comes up... Easy now,
1: Jim. We're going to clear this up without a trial, so stop worrying. You've got to help us.
0: Me? Well, how can I help?
1: You've got to tell us just exactly how that counterfeit money came into your possession. I... I don't know. Well, of course he doesn't care. If he knew, he wouldn't be in jail. Look, Jim. You told Inspector Henderson that since last Saturday, when you handed out the first counterfeit note, you hadn't changed any large bills. Is that right?
0: Uh, yeah, that's right. I guess. You Oh guess. Uh, No, no. I mean, that's right.
1: Uh-huh. Now, you cashed your salary check at the bank Saturday morning? That's right. You remember how much money you had with you at the time before you cashed the check, I mean?
0: Oh, just a little silver. You see, I give my mother my salary. I just keep out enough for bus fare and lunches. So by the time payday comes around, I'm always broke.
1: I see? Now, try to remember. Where did you go after you left the bank?
0: I, I went back up to the office and finished the story I was working on. Uh-huh. Then I went home. How did you go home? The way I always do, by bus.
1: Did you change a big bill on the bus?
0: No, I still had a little change in my pocket. I, I gave the driver a dime.
1: I see, and you went straight home.
0: Sure. Well, that is, no, not exactly. I stopped off at Schmidt's Grocery first to pick up Mom's order and pay the bill.
1: And that's when you passed the first counterfeit bill? So they tell me. Well, then there's only one explanation. Banks don't hand out counterfeit money. So the storekeeper made a mistake. It wasn't you who gave him the bad bill. I wouldn't know. How about the four other storekeepers, Chief? They couldn't all be mistaken. Besides, Henderson's man checked on the bills Jim passed as soon as he left the stores. That's right. I forgot that. Then how... Just a minute. Jim, when you got home from the grocery, did you give your mother the rest of your
0: salary as usual? Sure. Oh, no. Not all of it. Oh? She told me to keep $10 and pay some bills around the neighborhood. What were they? The cleaner and the dairy and somebody else. Oh, yeah. The drugstore. The the dairy, the drugstore. That's where the other counterfeit
1: bills were passed? Uh-huh.
0: But I didn't know they were phony, Mr. Kent. Honest, I didn't. Oh, of
1: course you didn't. Right, we know that, Jim. And we're going to prove it, too. Now, look, barring the chance that you did get counterfeit money from the bank, it's one chance in a million. You must have gotten the money from somebody else. Someone you made change for. Now, can but you I recall... didn't, Mr. Kent. But you must have. Go on, think hard now. How about when you went back to the office from the bank? Did you change a bill for anybody? On the way or, or in the office, Maybe. No. Sure? Uh,
0: sure. I mean, I didn't.
1: You're lying, Jim. No. No, wait a minute, no. Kent. No. I say you're lying, Jim. You're lying to cover something or somebody. You know where you got that counterfeit money, but you don't want to tell us. His voice stern. Clark Kent makes a startling charge against Jimmy Olson. Is Kent right? We'll know more in a moment when we return for the exciting climax of today's episode. So, stand by. You know, it's fun to take part in outside activities at school, but uh, that kind of fun takes energy. And energy calls for a bang-up breakfast. Because if you don't eat right in the morning, you just haven't got what it takes to have fun at your work and fun at those other things, too. So, so tomorrow, start breakfast with Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. See how those crisp, tender flakes of whole wheat tickle your taste. Put you in the mood to eat hearty. Take in that sunny, catchy Pep flavor, all golden toasted. Why, you'll say Pep's one prize dish. Because there are 49 different prizes you can get in packages of Pep. One in every single package. For instance, you can collect seven exciting colored cardboard models of fighting planes. Easy and fun to assemble. And you can collect a great new series of 24 bird pictures, each with a description on the back so that you can spot these birds forwards and backwards. And then there are those 18 bright-colored comic buttons, each with a famous comic strip character to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket. So get busy collecting these wonderful prizes. Ask Mom to get a package of Kellogg's Pep first thing tomorrow. In Jimmy Olsen's cell in the city jail, Clark Kent, who has been quizzing the boy has just said to the white-faced cub reporter. You're lying, Jim. You know where you got the counterfeit money, but you don't want to tell us. No, I... You're out of your mind, Kent. You don't know what you're saying. Oh, yes, I do, Chief. Uh, But but you're accusing Jim of being a, a criminal. No, no. No, I'm accusing him of knowing who gave him the counterfeit money. Somebody he's covering up for. Am I right, Jim? Well? Well, answer him, Jim. Tell him he's wrong. Well, why don't you answer? I... You what? Good Godfrey, Don't tell me that Kent's right.
0: Yes, sir. (laughs) He is.
1: Oh, bless my soul.
0: Who gave you the money, Jim? I... I can't tell you. You've got to tell us. I can't. I can't. All I can say is... It's not what you think. I'm not really a crook, but... But what? I... I can't say anymore.
1: I... I don't understand this, Jim. Why... Now, look, Jim... You're covering up for someone, or you're afraid of someone. I don't know which. But you've got to tell us everything. If you don't, we can't help you. And the penalty for doing what you did is five years in the federal penitentiary.
0: I can't help it, Mr. Kent. I I can't tell you. You've got to. I can't, I tell you. I can't. <sighs> go away. Please, go away.
1: His thin shoulders bent, Jimmy Olsen sobs refusing to say more, while Clark Kent looks on frowningly and Perry White shakes his gray head incredulously. What is Jimmy hiding? Is Clark Kent right? And is the young reporter in deadly fear of someone, someone for whom he is covering up? Jimmy faces a prison sentence of five years, so you can be sure that Clark Kent, who is Superman, will not rest until he uncovers all the facts of this baffling situation. But Kent faces a deep mystery, as he and you will find out tomorrow. So be sure to be with us then. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep. The Sunshine Cereal. When you think of toasty words like crisp, crunchy, crinkly, why, you just naturally go right on to crumbles. Kellogg's Crumbles. So toasty and sweet and mellow rich on a frosty morning. What a dish for breakfast. The only cereal in the whole wide world made in those little crinkly shreds of good whole wheat. And you know about whole wheat, don't you? You know it's good for you. So get your wholesome whole wheat in crisp, crunchy, crinkly, crumbles, Kellogg's Crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman.
0: This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.